And a bigger question I like to ask people is, what do you want to be known for? And I think that trips up a lot of people, but that's the goal of the work I do is I want people to be known for one thing. It doesn't happen overnight, but like once you get clear on where you're headed, like everything takes off. Look into his eyes. They're the eyes of a man obsessed by success. Eyes that mock our sacred institutions. Bedroom eyes, they call them in a bygone day. Sex desire is the most powerful of human desires. When driven by this desire, men develop keenness of imagination, courage, willpower, persistence, and creative ability unknown to them at other times. So strong and impelling is this desire for sexual contact that men freely run the risk of life and reputation to indulge in. When harnessed and redirected along other lines, this motivating force maintains all of its attributes of keenness of imagination, courage, etc., which may be used as powerful creative forces in literature, art, or in any other profession or calling, including, of course, the accumulation of riches. Napoleon Hill. Hey there, peeps. This is Michelle Nedelec, and I'm super glad that you're here with us today because I'm here with my most amazing guest, Deb. Deb, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Excellent. So as you know, peeps, this is the little blue pill for business where it's all about getting it up and keeping it up. And yes, we are talking about revenue and profits. We all know that's about the six inches between your ears. So I interview some of the hottest people in the industry that are blowing and going like Deb so that you can get in on some action. So clearly this podcast is for people who enjoy a little tongue in cheek and not just physically. So if you're ready, we are getting in bed with none other than Debbie White. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for having me. That's definitely an intro. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. I wasn't even young yet, but we do want to know who you are and what you do for business. So give us a highlight of who you are and what you do for business. Absolutely. Um, I'm Debbie White. I'm a brand and marketing expert with my company, Frankly Deb. And I help soul-led women entrepreneurs really attract their ideal fit clients. And I do that with soul, purpose, and complete authenticity, which is clearly what you're all about here today. <laughs> clearly. <laughs> nice. I love it. So how did you get into, into that as a, as a career choice? What made, what led you in that direction? Well, I actually come at this from a really crazy way, which is like very old school. And then I actually have a degree in advertising and marketing, which is like unheard of these days. So I actually <laughs> spent three decades doing this for fortune 500 uh, brands coming up with creative, uh, even had my own ad agency at one point. So I brought that to the online space and honestly, it's just so much more fun to help people build their own dreams and to have that kind of close connection with people. Right. So now you're serving and supporting women mostly or, and, yep. and what was it about that, that attracted you? Why specifically women? I mean, we, we all know why, why we're attracted to them, but that's, well, another you know, I've, I, I get asked this a lot and I've had to do some thinking on this and, and you start, <laughs> you start kind of unpeeling and I'll be honest. Uh, when I was uh, 28 years old, I got fired for being pregnant at the largest ad agency in Seattle. That's number one. I mean, that really did impact me because I never worked for another company again after that. Good for you. I was like, I'm done. <laughs> right. So the good news is, uh, 
the EEOC took my case and they won it out of court. And you know, I just wanted to make, it's all about the principle, you know? Right. But I, I, I mean, let, to... let's be straight here. When I was pregnant, I was completely insane. I had baby brain and I couldn't think more than five seconds in the future. And I was like, okay, I can't work anymore and I'm not going to work anymore. My sister, yeah. on the other hand, worked until Friday at five and had a C-section planned for Saturday at eight. <laughs> I worked right up until mine. I ended up freelancing. I did way better freelancing, you know, nice. made a lot more money and never went back. And uh, yeah, and I worked right up to mine. And then I did take more time off and do things my own way. Like, you know, but that was the beginning, truly the beginning yeah. of my entrepreneurial journey. And that was quite a while ago. Nice. So, well, and I don't think people realize how much freedom there is. Like a, a lot of people are bashing entrepreneurs right now for going, oh, and you bought yourself a job. Yeah, mm -hmm. but that job is way freaking better than working for anybody else ever. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to fire me for, you know, being pregnant. That would be like a, a miracle at this point. But, um, <laughs> you know, no, it is. I mean, I, I, I made a conscious decision. Like I can do this on my own and I have started different, you know, freelance is kind of like a job, but I grew that into a real business and yep. had other people and had an ad agency and this is a real business. I have a team and, you know, all that. And yeah, I get that. But at the same time, I love being able to move my entire schedule around depending on what I want to do. Um, it's really up to you. Exactly. And just, I want to call the shots. You know? <laughs> exactly. And well, even with free freelancing, right? If yeah. I want to stay up till three in the morning doing my thing, I can do that yeah. and nobody cares. Yeah. I mean, what's different about freelancing is you're still a contractor, right? Yeah. And, um, it's great. Still nothing, contractors. <laughs> nothing wrong with being a contractor. No, there's nothing wrong yeah. with being a contractor. It's, it's a great way to make a living. And, uh, but I've just learned, like I've had a lot of different businesses and, and when you have your own product that you're, it's not my time equals X. It's more of a program or an experience or whatever it is that you're selling. It, it does have a little bit of a different process to it you know, right. so absolutely there's a little bit of a difference. Yeah. So now when you're working with clients, what does that process look like? How do you help them to navigate those waters? Yeah. Well, I start everyone through a, a five-step system, no matter if they're, you know, whatever stage of business they're in, they have to go through the same system. And yes, it was the same system that I honed working with all these fortune 500 clients. And, uh, but I, I start it with purpose. So we start there because as a business owner that's been doing this now for, you know, 29 years, if we aren't so on fire about why we do what we do besides the paycheck, chances are like the, the runway will just kind of abruptly <laughs> like end, <laughs> you'll hit walls. Like what the hell? Cause it's difficult to be an entrepreneur. I mean, let's face it. Uh, but there's, we just talked about the rewards, you know, there's great rewards with it. Uh -huh. Um, incredible freedom, but there's a lot of work as well. well and I also realized that when I was in the wrong position in my, in my business. So even though I've been self-employed since I was 23, and my, my sister fired me. So yeah, I know I'm unemployable. Uh, the we, <laughs> <laughs> it was, there's times in a business when you take on things that you probably shouldn't and you, you know, then you get to fire yourself from those positions and go, okay, like we need, we need to get this straight. And I think a lot of times entrepreneurs don't realize that that thing that is like water to a fish 
is the thing that you need to be doing. And, yes. and then the, the business can sail. But oftentimes we start a business going, well, hey, it's it's a great business. There's a need for it. There's a want for it. And, you know, at first or <laughs> at some point, I'm going to have to step in and do what needs to be done. It doesn't mean I'm going to, you know, hold this position forever. Yeah. I mean, there's so many, there's so many ways of going about starting a business, but I think what I've learned, I've started six now, this is my sixth nice. one, is just what you just said right there. I call that your X factor is what is unique and different about what you do? What's your superpower? What's your thing? It's usually the thing that comes so easily to you that you discount it. I see that all the time. Like the thing that really can make, you know, and I, I look at people's businesses as a brand. That's my background. Like let's position your brands so that you are the only choice for your ideal fit clients. Right. Well, in doing that, we have to get really clear on what is unique and different about you and your brand. And most people will sit there and look dumbfounded. Like, I don't know. <laughs> and it's really, there's some unearthing to do. So I take people through a process. that's kind of that slowed slowing down so that you can speed up process. I go pretty deep on the strategy stuff because it recenters the whole business and it allows their marketing to be very distinctive and uh, break through the clutter because they can harness what's unique and different about them. Who they actually, you know, are uh, trying to attract. And, and then really it's about listening to what their audience is actually wanting within that you know, that overlapping, it's like a bunch of strategy. And then you got to pour a bunch of soul and passion into it. It's basically what it is, <laughs> but, nice. but you have to, I think you have to start there because if you don't, you'll just kind of bounce along and be grasping at straws along the way. So we are on the little blue pill for business. So we are going to go deep. Um, but when you're talking about purpose and, and that thing that comes easily, how, like, I see a lot of women underestimating that particularly. Yeah. Guys yeah. tend to do what's easy because, you know, it's easy. <laughs> Why wouldn't I, I just I do that? With that. <laughs> Women are like, oh, that's easy. I'm not going to do that. So yeah, I would agree with that. When, when you're looking at that, I have a purpose. I know it comes easily to me. How do I start to market that thing as, hey, you know that thing I do really easily? <laughs> I'm sign up. Well, it's kind of like the Venn diagrams, you know, the three circles and you start yep. overlapping. Like, what is my purpose? what, you know, what is unique and different about what I do and how I do it and who's my target audience. And you kind of overlap all those and like, okay, well, where's my, within all, the middle of that overlap, there's not another brand just like that because there is no one just like you. Right. So how can you kind of highlight some things and really take the time to actually position that in your marketing, like mm -hmm. actually talk about it and just to circle back, you're absolutely right. I think women have this idea that, you know, maybe we, we feel like we have to work really hard at things. Maybe that's particularly true because of the workplace was so like at the time I came up in business, it was, there's a lot of men, like we have to just work really hard to prove ourselves. Maybe that's true. Maybe it's because we're perfectionists. Maybe it's because we think to do something well is to work hard for it. All of those things, cultural, you know, different things that drop in on why women can't seem to grab the thing that's easiest to them and men just kind of flow in that respect. <laughs> um, we do get in our own way. I think the yeah. biggest roadblock to success will always be ourselves. will always be our own mindset. And a lot of the work I do is helping reflect back with a group of women with each other. 
and realizing like, oh, this is a thing I do really well. Oh, this is like a thing. It's like, it, it seems so simple, yet we often can't see what's right in front of us. Nice. Well, and yeah. I know that not everybody's as crazy as me and they're not going to start the little blue pill for business, <laughs> you know, announcing to the world. Yeah, my mind's always in the gutter. Let's talk business strategy and perversion because, you know, that's just fun. Um, but if somebody has that thought and they're like, oh my God, Debbie, no, that that's a little overboard. I don't know if people are going to respond to that. People still want you to be conservative people, you know, business is still business. What do you say to that? Um, well, I think social media blew that right up. First of all, <laughs> I mean, you know, nice. it just blew Good. everything up. Like forget all the stuff, everything from, you know, the classic, you know, I mean, it started with what casual Friday dress code and then blew up with social media. I mean, Everything is so different now, regardless. Nice. And people are much more, we've always been tribal, but now we have the social media platforms to, for better, for worse, to, to, to ricochet the tribal beats of passion of what we love and whatever. I like to use it for the greater good, mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, whether it's, you know, if you're salty and love that kind of thing and you talk with your people, certain way, chances are there's people that would love to work with you. If you just unleashed your true actual voice, you know, if, if in your small circle of friends and with clients, when you're working one-on-one, -on -one, if you're the most powerful, when you're just throwing out, you know, you know, F-bombs and whatever. I mean, I, I really- <laughs> You can't even say it. it. That's so cute. <laughs> you know, you've seen that. I know F-bombs. Yeah. So you've seen that though. It's like- be yourself. Right. I mean, that's part of the, it's not the whole puzzle, but it's a big part mm. of it. And I feel like women do a lot more filtering, mm -hmm. you know, of perfectionism and what I'm supposed to sound like. And I'm not saying guys don't, cause I think that there's definitely that going on with the guys too, but I just see a lot with women mm -hmm. and there's just so many layers of shit. We got to peel back to get to like, <laughs> all right, you know, let's just talk real. You know, you're talking to one person, first of all, with marketing. And I think we forget that. I think that, you know, I think a lot of people forget that they think I'm up on a stage and I'm shouting out to the masses. And it's like, no, you're talking to one person, like how you normally talk, like for real. <laughs> and it's like, well, that seems too simple. I'm like, I know it is. I mean, it's, it's that stuff. It's just like getting comfortable with the whole process and understanding, well, what are you really here to do? And a bigger question I like to ask people is, what do you want to be known for? Mm. And I think that trips up a lot of people, but that's the goal of the work I do is I want people to be known for one thing. It doesn't happen overnight, but like, once you get clear on where you're headed, like everything takes off. Nice. Well, and I kind of compare it to being on rails versus being on a road and it's, yeah, you can go different directions when you're on the road. When you're walking, you can go in any different direction. Once you've kind of nailed it down, you're kind of on the road. But once you've pinned that thing down, you're on rails. There's no left or right. It's you are mm -hmm. there, but you can go so much faster, so much easier, so much, it's carry easier. so much more with you. And yeah. it's people want the flexibility of being able to go in any direction at any given time, but your audience really doesn't want you to. They want to know what you're known for. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yay. Clapping. yeah that's honestly I think that's the the most common issue when I see like people going off the rails that's such a good analogy because we all know what that is 
And when people go off the rails, it's just like you said, but I want to go do here and here and there. And, oh, I want to show everyone, hold on. I got to show everyone my puppy photos out in the corner. And I'm not saying you can't do that, but I don't want you to be known for that. (laughs) Right. Like, so we have to stay yeah, on the rails. That's a good one. That's exactly what it is. So, so what else is somebody going through that they're Okay, they have their either they have their business or they've been doing it for a while and they've hit a roadblock. What's your preferred kind of clientele? Is it the ones that have been mucking around for a while? <laughs> I like the ones that have been mucking around for a while because we can make drastic changes in a short period of time and that's always very rewarding. Yeah. Um, I like people that already have some sense of business acumen. I can teach business too, but like I, you know, I like to move quickly <laughs> and then people like to get results, right? So there's always ways of doing less better. Mm-hmm. And I think that we have to start doing less better or we're all just going to burn out, you know, everything, all of it. And, uh, you know, it's really, there is no one way, mm-hmm. but I love working with people that have been doing this for a little while, or maybe they have a pretty strong corporate background and they've been killing it there and they have some massive expertise, but they need to learn how to, they tend to be quick starters too. Yeah. Uh, you know, map it out, uh, in the online space. Nice. Yes. They're super fun. So give us an example of a Cinderella story of somebody that you've worked with. Okay. A Cinderella story. Uh, I have a couple. I have hey. several. I'm trying to think Yay. of which one. Um, I have a Cinderella story of a client that came to me and she had been mucking mucking for uh, like 20 something years. So that's a good story. Um, she has a yoga apparel brand. In fact, this is interesting because her brand, it's ancient language, is the very first yoga apparel brand that you can even find anywhere. Like she was the first one to come out and say, this is a thing. Wow. And she kind of got- Lululemon must have really pissed her off. <laughs> yeah, right? I know. Lululemon, all the things. Yeah. I, I hate it when I find my idea on a shelf somewhere going, oh, yeah, so sucks. <laughs> right? So right. she she really kind of specializes in the, the helping boutique- spas and yoga boutiques with having their own in-house, you know, t-shirts and hoodies and maybe matching little pants and like all that kind of stuff. So she's got a really good niche, right? But she wasn't owning anything about why you, what's so unique? What are you known for? Like none of that stuff. And she did not understand social media. She was like, I don't know, you know? So, I mean, it's really fun to take something that has so much heart and, and real background story to it. You know, she got into this healing herself through yoga through, um, you know, she had a a massive brain injury and she like healed herself with yoga. So she's got this really cool story to tie together and then getting the story out there on social and then watching her go from, okay, she started at like 200 K and I know the month before last we were talking numbers and she was like, okay, I've I've hit my first $50,000 month. And so she's like setting sites for seven figures. And it's not just that, like, she's very aligned in her purpose. Mm-hmm. She's really all about, she wants women to feel seen, heard and her, her audience, you know, is mostly women. It's mostly women 40 plus, And we just got really clear on that. And that's how she has massive customer service. So she's really pulled all that languaging into her brand. And as she says, I feel like I I live and breathe my brand now. And I never even knew what that was before. So that's really fun to watch nice. that kind of growth um, from the inside out is really fun. Nice. I love that. And that's such a great expression to breathe your 
your brand because I think too, when I first started in business, it was the difference between a salesperson and an entrepreneur was salespeople, even if they're on a hundred percent commission, will speak about their business during business hours. <laughs> it's like whatever those are. Entrepreneurs about just this is me, this is my life, this is who I am, this is what I'm all about. And and the conversation never really changes. Uh, yeah. but I also think that it's a it is that expression of oneself. It's it's that we've always been having that conversation. We just didn't realize that it was business related sometimes. Exactly. I think the biggest surprise I would say when people work with me is they'll say, okay, first of all, this is way more than a marketing course. <laughs> like you need to put that like on the front <laughs> warning, warning, <laughs> you know, we go deep in here and you're going to have a lot of personal growth. And I don't know how to help someone with their marketing any other way. Like it's to me, there is no, here's the marketing department. Okay. Close everything <laughs> off. Nothing personal, no business, just marketing. It's all related. It's all well, related. especially as entrepreneurs, it's, it's yeah. you yourself and you and how you do everything is how you do anything. It's so the whole thing. And it's like, it's when old. you up level all of it together, what's going to happen? You're going to have incredible growth and that's going to include your business and your, you know, your income and all that. So I don't know how any other way to, to like pull them apart. I think they all go together and uh, it's just so much more fun too. Cause when right? you're, when you know what you're here to do and you're so excited to tell everyone about it, your marketing is more fun. Right. It is you're having more fun. The audience is probably having more fun okay. hearing it. And then they're <laughs> probably like, you know, I might want to work with her and just, you know, it's that whole thing. Nice. I love that. So what are some of the stumbling blocks that somebody might be having that they're listening and just going, oh, Debbie, I need you so badly in my business. Oh, I, I hear you're, they're probably, the listeners are probably thinking, I do not for the life of me know what I should be posting about. I keep trying different approaches and I keep changing and social media is changing constantly. And I really don't even know what to do. I hear that a lot. Um, I just hear a lot of frustration because there's a lot of changes happening with social media. And I'll say this all the changes you're worrying about are, are probably tactics mm -hmm. and they're always going to change. And so don't over worry and don't also try to like stay on trend. It's more important to get the foundational work of what am I even all about? How am I unique and, and different? Because you are, you know, who is my target audience? How do I come up with a languaging that really clearly communicates that and stay tight with that message? You're going to repeat the crap out of yourself. But that also means that's so much easier. Right. <laughs> it gets traction. <laughs> I'd rather see people do that. And then just the tactics, the tactics, they're going to change. Yeah, you need to learn some of them. They're going to keep changing. Video's not going to go away. Audio's not going to go away. We, the more real life we can get with people, we're mm -hmm. humans. We prefer that. Um, but, you know, mix up things too. I, th I say play to your strengths as well. I'm getting into another, another question, but you know, you yeah. clearly like to talk. You're a great podcaster, you know, here on the little blue pill. And you know, that makes it very fun for you to create this content because it's fun for you to do. So I think we all have to look at what do we enjoy and what's the best track to get on to use your analogy to deliver yeah. that message. Cause I don't think people realize that once they get, start getting excited, there's so much more fun to watch. I don't care if somebody's talking about snow or mushrooms or like right. why the sky is blue. But as soon as they start getting excited about it, it's like, this is fascinating. It's really true. We love to see passion in, in action, right? Mm -hmm. 
Like there's nothing worse than, and, and some of this is just like, when you talk to someone naturally, you know, this even gets into, you know, intonation and stuff like that, like tonality. I mean, to get really boring, but you know, when you listen to a speaker and they stay in the same range and they never change, it's like, Oh my God, don't do that. You know, but it's, but it's all coming from, I mean, now we're getting into like passion and energy, yeah. but it, you know, people, honestly, at the end of the day, all this stuff I'm talking about strategy helps you get more aligned. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. Helps you show up with more energy. Nice. And what do people buy actually? Energy. I they buy, I think they're buying energy. Yep. Absolutely. I love it. So our, I know our listeners are going to want more from you. How do they start their journey with you? Yeah. Well, you can follow me at frankly, Deb on Instagram and I do have a freebie for everyone Yay. and it's a really easy URL. It's frankly, Deb gift. Hey, Hey, yeah. We like easy. walk you through some of the stuff we talked about today. Yeah. <laughs> love it. I love it. So I, I, I get to ask you in your business, how do you get it up and keep it up? And of course oh, I'm God. talking about revenue and profits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How do I, this is so true. We always have to keep getting it up, don't we? And we do. I mean, yeah, I think again, like I tell everyone, I really have to real to remember that just taking my own advice at the end of the day, mm-hmm. people are buying your energy and I can help people clarify all of that because when you're clear with what you're here to do, and you're not second guessing yourself. It's like the worst thing we can do. Let me sit there and second guess ourselves. We have shit energy when we do that. Right. Right. Yes. Muddled is not sexy. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> Frazzled can be, but not muddled. Frazzled can be sexy. It depends. <laughs> muddled and all over the place. It's like not sexy. Yeah. You know, you turn into a hot and mess. passionate and assured and full of energy is sexy. So, you know, for me, I need to keep my, I think we all have a tendency to drop into the weeds and when Mm. we get to kind of what I call belly button gazing and all (laughs) experts do this, like, I know what you need. And I start talking to myself, like that is not sexy to your audience. It's all about you. Right. Like the best way, like going with the, with the whole theme here, Mm. what do people find the most interesting? It's when you're talking about them. Right. And you're talking about things they think are interesting. So we just have to remember it's everything we create is for our audience. It's really not about you at all. In fact, it's nothing. It has nothing to do with you. And I think that's hard for people to kind of get in their head. Well, and I think they do too, because I mean, to some extent it has to be about me because if I'm not having fun, nobody's having fun. Well, yeah, your Um, energy has to be there for sure, because no one's going to have fun unless you're having fun. Exactly. But then as soon as I get over myself and I realize, okay, I know my stuff, I know where I'm going and I don't have to worry about what I'm going to say next. I don't have to worry about, you know, thinking about what my answer is going to be. That's when it goes out to the other person. It's like, okay, what are you going through? What do you need help with? What do you want? And, and those are the things that we're going to carry them and being able to kind of find ourselves in those answers to be able to, um, have them go, wow, that was a different answer than I've got before. I like that answer. And I want to hang around with you to find out more. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's confidence. Like as you talk, I'm like, that's confidence too. And that's, that's what happens when you get really clear, you know? Yeah. On how your work affects people and what you do really well. It's like, damn, yeah, I'm slaying this. This is really fun. (laughs) And I'm making a difference in someone else's life. That is so fun. That's, 
that's what that's what I do I love that realization when they go wow I am hot and sexy people need to know me <laughs> yes, yes they, they do, do. <laughs> right yes and you you yeah. help other people feel hot and sexy too and that is really cool it's so super fun that's, yeah that's where it gets really fun nice I love it so going back in time at what point in time you mentioned it was when your when your uh, boss laid you off for being pregnant or was yeah. it before then that you realized that you were especially kind of crazy enough to think that you could become an entrepreneur? Oh God. I think, you know, I, I really think I always kind of was the crazy that thought I could do this. Nice. I, I really, I really have ha always had a part of me that knew like, I want to run a business. I want to do this thing. And sometimes I'm not really sure where it came from, but I, I know it came from my father. It was modeled to me for sure. Nice. And he was very adventurous in life. I'm not as adventurous in life, but probably more adventurous in business. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I, I find adventure in business is a little more predictable and you tend to come up on top more often than in life yeah this is true life's I, a little messy a race car driver like he was or any of those crazy things so this is very true that's awesome yeah so. um, you've been absolutely fabulous any last words for peeps just that know that you're enough know that what you do really does matter that no one can do things the way you do. And, uh, just, you know, just learn the foundations because once you have that, like there's nothing standing in your way. Love it. Thank you so much for your time. I know how valuable it is and I appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This is a blast. Thank you. Peeps, this is Michelle Nedlecki, your mistress in business. Thank you for being here with us today. Be sure to subscribe to the show and share it with your friends. If you're into that thing, we love helping entrepreneurs grow. Thank you for listening to the Little Blue Pill for Business podcast with your mistress in business, Michelle Nedelec. Why are you still here? Go to littlebluepillforbusiness.com and get your goodies. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to share it with somebody else that you know would enjoy getting it up in business after you subscribe to the podcast, of course, so you won't miss any future episodes. Now, check the notes for links. Oh, and only tell your wife if she's into this, you know, entrepreneurship. And I'll see you both on the other side.